Hey guys, welcome to Everyday Alchemy. I'm your host, Terry. Alongside of me, you will also be hearing from my community and other everyday people just like you, sharing their stories, tools, and magic to help expand your consciousness and alchemize your life. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode. Now, this week I actually had a pretty funny memory that came up about a lucid dream that I had one day last year. And it came up one day when I was staring in the mirror one morning, which has prompted me to do this episode this week. And talking about signs and synchronicities, what's really funny is is as I'm recording this episode, I've just had a friend message me telling me that she's just had her first lucid dream experience. So I just noted that synchronicity around lucid dreaming. So anyways, I was reminded of a dream that I had last year where I had fallen asleep with the intention of astral traveling. Now, I've had lots of practice with astral traveling to other dimensions during my meditation and sleep state, as well as lucid dreaming. So for me, it usually happens when I set that intention of I want a message to come through or, um, you know, I, I want to lucid dream or astral travel. It usually does happen for me, but that's because I've been practicing for many years. So that's what I'd done. I'd simply set that intention and then drifted off to sleep. Now, that night I had a very curious lucid dream. And now a lucid dream is when you are dreaming, so you're in dream state, however you're awake in the dream or you're aware of the fact that you are dreaming and you can consciously direct yourself in dream, dream state. Now, I had become conscious in my dream that I was inside of a house and it had a very familiar feel about it. So, and I got really excited. I was like, oh yes, it works. I'm here. (laughs) But I tried to calm my excitement. Otherwise, it'll snap me out of the dream sometimes. Anyhow, I was really stoked and I was really excited that I was conscious. And I walked out the back door of this house into a beautiful garden where there were a bunch of young children playing and working on different projects. So I decided to walk around the garden until I spotted a little girl and she seemed really familiar, like I I knew her in some way. So I knew to go to her and I did and I sat down in front of her and she was holding a rock in her hand. And now she stared at the rock and then all of a sudden it changed or morphed into a cookie. And I was so shocked and I knew instantly then that I was in another dimension and she looked up at me and she had such piercing blue eyes and she'd said you can do this too and I I was like I know but you know I also told her that I, I couldn't that I used to try all the time as a kid and knew that it was possible but that it never worked And she smiled at me and said, yes, you can't do it in your world. But in this dimension right now, I could. And I asked her, well, why is it, you know, why can't I do it in my world on Earth? And she responded by saying, it's possible, but not yet. I then asked her how it was that she was able to change matter in that way. And she responded by pointing to her eyes. And she said, with my laser focus. And then she giggled. And it was at that point where I just felt so overwhelmed with this, you know, intense awareness. Now, because it was so overwhelming and I became way more conscious in my dream, it actually snapped me out of it and woke me up from the dream. Now, after I woke up from that dream, you know, I lay in bed completely mesmerized by the dream that I'd had and the experience that I had. But I also was, you know, really overwhelmed and mesmerized by the beauty and vividness of of the dimension that I was in. And I also felt overwhelmed by that connection that I felt to this highly evolved soul with those familiar eyes. And just as I was thinking about all of that and I was thinking of her, this young girl, I was then reminded of something that I used to do when I was a young kid that I had talked about in the dream with her. So when I was about six or seven, I used to have this wall hanging on my wall with the alphabet and numbers on it and pictures of like little animals and fruit and all sorts of stuff. And I remember like when I was a kid, I used to stare at it every single night or every morning 
knowing deep down that I could make the letters move or I could make the images move and rearrange. And I remember I used to focus on this one pair and I used to know that I could move that pair or move that image up into another spot. But I always felt so frustrated and confused when it wouldn't work because I knew it was something that I could do. And I used to stare at it and like concentrate so hard and try to focus and didn't understand why they weren't moving. And I remember like when I was a little bit older than um, as well, the TV show, I don't know if you remember it, it's called uh, Alex Mack, when that came out, I just remember feeling so relieved that, oh my gosh, someone else knew that they could make objects move with their eyes too. But I still was always like, how come I can't do it? I know this is possible, but how come it's not working? And even at that young age too, I would also stare into the mirror as a child at my two different colored eyes, like that one eye that I have one eye that's um, blue and one eye that's half blue, half brown. And I used to stare into that two different color eye. And I used to think that if I stared harder and longer, that I would see the real me that lived inside of me or that lived inside of my pupils. And it's so funny, these these knowings or awarenesses that we have as a kid and which we just write off later, you know, but it's funny because that is something that I actually still do to this day. Sometimes I stare in the mirror just waiting to see the real me revealed, you know, the me that is my soul. Sometimes I just stare and ask, you know, who is the observer? Like, who is it that's staring back into this mirror? Is it me, my soul, or is it source, or is it both? Who is observing and what am I choosing to perceive? And when I think about that, like when I was doing that this week, it also brought my attention to the double slit theory in quantum physics, in which I know I've shared with you a bit about before, but the double slit theory is where a quantum particle of energy, so a photon or a neutron or a proton or an electron, basically the building blocks of our physical world, well, they change their states from a particle into a waveform when it has been observed. And observed, by the way, in quantum physics or physics means measured in some form. So the particle of energy changes its state, not necessarily just by a human or some sort of consciousness observing it, but also by something recording it, such as a camera or a video camera. Now, what the double slit theory or experiment shows us is that quantum particles are actually in a state of quantum superposition, which means that they don't have a specific position or state until it's measured or observed. So for us in our third dimensional world, the states or properties of things like the shape or the color of things are perceived by us as fixed. However, At a quantum level, so a very, very zoomed in level, these particles that are the building blocks of our physical world are actually in multiple states, probabilities, or possibilities at the same time until they are observed or measured in some way. So in this third dimension, the particles only become fixed when they're observed or measured. Pretty cool, hey? (laughs) So this is exactly why observing our thoughts, feelings and actions and, and motivations is important. We can even use this example of how, you know, our actions change when we are around other people or when we are called out by others or even think about, well, you know, when you're on camera being recorded, how your behavior changes. I know for me, like even recording this episode each week, my behavior changes when I hit that record button and when I'm talking into this microphone. So we know there are ways in which these universal laws or behaviors can be identified in this third dimensional reality. However, these universal laws expand outwards into other dimensions too. And how they manifest there are beyond what we can ever imagine or conceive. Now, I do believe that creating, manipulating and influencing energy and matter instantaneously or just more rapidly is an ability that is accessible in higher dimensions. 
And who knows, maybe one day as our consciousness evolves and as our knowings and understandings of quantum physics evolves, maybe this is something that will be achievable here on Earth one day, like that little girl suggested to me in my lucid dream. Or perhaps this is something that was once achievable in our past here on Earth, say in ancient Egypt. Or perhaps this is exactly the type of technology that extraterrestrial beings used. I don't know, just some fun musings that I like to think about. So on that note, in today's episode, I thought I would explain what dimensions are, like the fundamentals, and also what it means when you hear people talking about ascending to the fifth dimension or living and operating more from the fifth dimension. So in order to explain dimensions, we can start off by acknowledging that we all live in this third dimensional reality, meaning that all physical matter, everything that we see in our world, has length, height and depth. Now, if we describe something as being in the first dimension, it would exist only in terms of length with no other discernible qualities. You can think of something such as a straight line. Now, when you add height, this is the second dimension and you get an object that becomes a two dimensional shape, such as a square. And as I mentioned previously, the third dimension involves depth. So in keeping with the themes of examples, we can think of a cube which takes up an area and has volume unlike one or two dimensional objects. Now, when we go beyond the first three dimensions is where it can get trickier to kind of understand, as these dimensions are not necessarily things that we can sense beyond our typical five senses. The fourth dimension is a little easier to comprehend, as scientists believe that the fourth dimension is time, which governs all matter, all physical things, at any given point. Scientists also use time to know an object's position in the universe. And when we fuse the three dimensions of space with the fourth dimension of time, we have a model known as space-time, which is one of my favourite words. Space-time. Anyways, to explain what space-time is, let's pretend or imagine that space-time is like an invisible ether in space. Now, it curves and bends as massive bodies or objects or physical matter move or travel. Things like, I don't know, a giant planet, like planet Earth. And that is exactly what gravity is. Gravity is the curvature of space-time. Now, the fifth dimension is a micro-dimension, which is accepted in physics and mathematics. So we can't see the fifth dimension, but it does interact with this dimension, yet it is just on a higher plane. Now, there have been many studies done on the different dimensions, like the fifth dimension with CERN, which is a large hydron collider. And what scientists have discovered is that there are different theories that have helped support or suggest the idea of gravitons transitioning from the fourth dimension to the fifth. It is suggested that the fifth dimension provides a tie between gravity and electromagnetism. Now, electromagnetism is one of the fundamental forces of nature. This force is between subatomic particles such as protons and electrons, and it helps to hold matter together. Electromagnetic fields are composed of both electric fields and magnetic fields, and, well, hence the name. So to scientists, the fifth dimension basically creates a tie between gravity and electromagnetism, which usually would seem unrelated in the regular fourth dimensional plane. Okay, so now I want to explain the third, fourth and fifth dimensions from the perspective of natural stages of conscious development. Now, at the third dimensional stage of conscious development, usually reality is conceived as something that is exterior, or external rather, to yourself. We believe that we have limited control over facts or events of our immediate lives and no control over, you know, the majority of the things that happen to us. So events or circumstances within our own individual lives or in the world itself at large. 
you know, there's that mentality where the whole cause and effect is a little skewed, where, you know, we just have to deal with whatever happens to us and just do your best and push through it. Now, usually the feeling of success or the feeling of self-realization comes from events that are external from ourselves or comes from achievements that are external from us. Things like, you know, achieving academic success or, you know, making quite a lot of money. So being financially successful or professionally successful or, you know, having that family in a white picket fence or a house and having lots of friends or, you know, a very successful social life. Basically, at this level of consciousness, we're feeling that need to succeed in building a fulfilling life through all of these things that are external from us. Not saying that any of those things is wrong or not okay, just that, you know, we rely on those things, those external things around us, to make us feel fulfilled instead of knowing and feeling that fulfillment now from within from those feelings of self-worth or self-love. Now, the next stage of consciousness, so which resides in the fourth dimension, is actually tied to the unconscious mind or the subconscious mind. Now, let's just say that all of a sudden, you know, you lose your job or your financial life completely collapses or, you know, you lose a relationship or you lose a house or just some sort of really painful event occurs that triggers a very deep negative emotion and which basically um, unwinds you a little bit or kind of catches you off guard and throws you in a bit of a tizzy. You know, something that basically alters your entire life. (laughs) We've all been there. You know, there's so much uncertainty, the solution is unknown. And so therefore, you're forced to seek outside of your usual consciousness and forced to start looking just a little bit deeper within. And when you do this, you may even find that you start seeing different patterns within your own life as well. So you might see that you seem to attract certain type of partners or certain type of friends. Perhaps you seem to attract really aggressive people Or perhaps you seem to always attract jobs that never bring you much joy and where you may always get fired. When you start digging deeper into your unconscious and when you start noticing all the patterns outside and around you in your physical reality, that is you accessing the fourth dimensional level of consciousness. Now, the fourth dimensional stage of consciousness asks you to look beyond what your regular usual thinking or conscious mind knows and to dig deep into that unconscious or subconscious mind. And as you guys know, as you learn to do this, you're acknowledging all of those limiting beliefs and fears, which is deactivating the amount of power that they hold. And is where also you start to realize that self-fulfillment, those beliefs of self-worth and self-love, instead of running on unconscious autopilot. So 4D conscious state is all of the shadows and things that we've kept unconscious. This is also something that we can see on a global or collective scale too. As we shift and evolve through different levels of consciousness, Collectively, we can notice that certain unconscious shadows of the systems around us have been outdated too. They start to come to the surface. I mean, look what's happening with our economic and financial system. That is starting to show its cracks and flaws. And we first started to see this during the 2008 crash, which ironically happened during the 2008 and 2012 wave of consciousness or wave of awakening. And now we will also continue to see more of its cracks and flaws in the next few years since COVID has actually exacerbated the problem or really brought the financial systems issues to light. We are seeing the flaws and shadows of our governments more and more all around the world or our healthcare systems flaws or the flaws of the inequality in this world. 
you guys know, you can look around and see how much we really, you know, as we've grown and evolved our consciousness, more and more of these collective shadows all around us have really come to the surface. We can see all the cracks and flaws and shadows of our different systems really come to the light. Think about it, you guys. It's it's not like all of these issues haven't actually been there. They've always been there. Governments have always been corrupt. Our healthcare system has always not been working efficiently or in the best way that it could. There have been many elites that have been taking advantage of the inequality in this world. I mean, this is a rabbit hole. The list goes on and on. But instead of it being kept hidden or unconscious to the masses, it's now coming more and more exposed. Now, think back to the scientific model of the fourth dimension, which governs time. We can see the expression of this time concept at play in the fourth dimensional level of consciousness too. You see, our unconscious limiting beliefs, shadows and fears that hold, you know, so much power and which are also creating and influencing our physical reality, you know, they're manifesting everything. We can actually see that they were first formed in our past, perhaps usually in our childhood or in traumas or events from the past. So essentially, when we are unconsciously operating from these fears and old limiting beliefs, we are actually recreating that of the past. So in the third dimensional state of consciousness, where we have just been unconsciously reacting and creating or forcing things or avoiding things, we're actually not really moving forward in time. Really, what we are doing on a fundamental level is that we just keep manifesting and recreating things in our lives based off of energy that is tied to the past or tied to other people's old and outdated beliefs that were from a different generation or that were from a different level of consciousness, as well as old societal outdated beliefs. So we are essentially energetically almost trapped in time. No, actually, it's not really time. It's just that we're almost trapped in a level of consciousness, which isn't infinite. It's not expanding. It's not evolving. We're just constantly recreating things of the past. And that behavior is finite. That is not the energy or the essence that is source, which is infinite. And, you know, that's why we continue to see reoccurring or repeating patterns in our lives that continue to trigger us. Because the more we're triggered, the more that we will look at our shit. <laughs> we'll look at our fears. We'll look at our living beliefs. We'll look at all of the things, all the shadows that are holding us back from expansion, from conscious evolution. And it does this through this perfect law of the law of attraction, where you will attract things in your external reality that are an energetic match to the energetic frequency that you embody. And this law does it perfectly because it kind of just helps to snap us out of it so that we can start looking at our unconscious fears that we've been avoiding or suppressing or that we've been unaware of as becoming conscious of them helps to deactivate its power and to stop that patterning or reoccurring loop. Thus asking us to start creating and being more in the now instead of from the limiting beliefs of the past. Now, the fifth dimensional stage of conscious development actually naturally becomes available and quite rapidly too when there is a strong and constant interaction with the third dimensional mind and the fourth dimensional mind, so the unconscious mind. So when you've built that relationship of when your conscious mind interacts with your unconscious mind more and you start looking at more and more of your unconscious beliefs and motivations and fears, that is when, so when that's established and really practiced and put in place, that is when you will access and open up this fifth dimensional stage of consciousness. And yeah, it's kind of just a side effect or happens naturally when you actively practice bridging that gap between the 
third dimension and the fourth dimensional stage of consciousness. So when you actively practice doing this, and of course, when all of these tools and awarenesses of the fifth dimension happen naturally, well, then that is when you can choose to focus more on them and therefore develop or practice your skills in utilizing them. Now, we can see the expression of the scientific concept of the fifth dimension at play. We are basically utilizing energy, tying in the energetic forces and fields around us and inside of us to influence or create our physical reality. And we're just doing it in a more conscious way than our 3D level of consciousness had been operating. And now I'll get into the fifth dimensional stage and some of the tools later on in the episode. But I just wanted to give you that brief overlay now. So the dimensions from a scientific point of view, but also dimensions from a consciousness point of view. And if you want to dig deeper into this information more yourself, do some investigating, I highly recommend you look into Carl Jung's books. Now, the other dimensions are where more possibilities come into play. <laughs> and explaining these dimensions and their interactions with this third dimension is where things can get quite tricky to understand. Now, we have speculation by different scientists about the other dimensions. We also have many different channelers and people who astral travel that have their own perspectives of what other dimensions are and what their functions are or, you know, the different capabilities that exist within these dimensions. Now, for me personally, I've had some experiences and ideas about the other dimensions and what they entail. But then again, these are only perspectives from my own limited consciousness. You see, our limited brains and levels of consciousness tend to want to understand dimensions in a physical way. You know, we want to imagine images or relate these concepts in these dimensions back to something that we already know here in this dimension. But this isn't always possible for us to do when the concepts are not relatable to anything we already know of. I have this happen all the time. Sometimes when I've astral traveled to other dimensions, I'm downloading things and receiving things that my brain just cannot comprehend because I can't relate it to something that I already know. And of course, people who are a little bit more advanced in their astral traveling skills or their um, conscious awareness may have a clearer image or idea of how to kind of piece all of this information together. But that's what the beauty of listening to different information and different perspectives brings. You're able to tune into what someone says and then feel into it and decide, mm, does this feel right or true for me or not? And then taking it or leaving it. Now, it's still not known by, you know, certain scientists how many more dimensions exist. Some theory 10, some theory 12 or 15. And then, of course, to people like channelers or um, astral travelers, there may be many more. Or maybe they think there's only 10 or 15. You know, to many people, these higher dimensions are not immediately apparent to all of us. However, they do actually all have a direct effect on the universe and on our third dimensional reality as we know it. You see, dimensions are not another place or in, in another galaxy. They actually all exist here, all around us. And now I know that can be difficult to understand, particularly if we can't see them as right here, right now. Now, to try and get you to understand this concept, I'm going to give you an analogy of a fish. So imagine a fish swimming around in a lake. It's in its own world as it knows it to be. And this fish has everything it needs to survive. But then one day, a fisherman comes along and casts his fishing rod and the fish gets hooked and is lifted up out into a world that is completely different and unfamiliar. You know, it doesn't know what air is. It doesn't know what a human is or the sun or a boat. But just because the fish doesn't know what those things are or how they work, and just because it was never aware of that world beyond the water, doesn't mean that that world beyond the water does not exist or did not ever exist. And now it also doesn't mean that that world beyond the water doesn't influence life inside the water in some way. We all very well know that the sun 
the rain, the ecosystems and the humans actually do influence, interact and impact the conditions and life inside the water. Now, I'm going to give you another analogy because, hey, I love analogies to describe the other dimensions. So you could think of a rug. So from far away, we can look at this rug and see that the rug is three-dimensional. But as we get closer to the rug, we can start to see that the rug is made up of different loops and weaves. And if we zoom in further inwards into these loops and weaves, we can see all of the tiny microfibers within these loops and weaves. So as we move higher up into the other dimensions, and I'm using air quotes because it's not linear, I'm just using it as a way to describe the other dimensions. They're not necessarily higher up, <laughs> but as we move into the other dimensions or we think about the other dimensions, we need to think beyond the big and the physical. We need to think beyond our regular five senses that enables us to perceive the physical. Simply put, dimensions are the different facets of what we perceive to be reality. And to perceive the other dimensions and how they make up our reality, we must move beyond our five senses and into our sixth sense, our consciousness. We have to think beyond what we can see, feel, touch or taste or hear in this physical third dimension and we need to use our consciousness or our conscious awareness to access the other dimensions and the concepts and awarenesses and even beings that exist within those dimensions. Now, we're, of course, going to be very limited as to how much we can access, perceive or conceive as we are also different and have different capabilities or levels of consciousness. You know, if we bring it back to the fish analogy, there's some water creatures who are equipped differently than others, such as the frog or the turtle, who can explore both worlds with much more ease than the fish. But every human can access these other dimensions via their consciousness through the tool of meditation or also dream state. And as you get more proficient and more confident with your meditation practice, through practice, the easier it is to access the different concepts, awareness, and even beings that exist within these dimensions. Now, we can also access these other dimensions as we evolve and grow our consciousness. But I'll get into that in just a little bit because that's where the fifth dimensional tools and, and abilities come into play. But for now, I'm just going to focus on meditation or also dream state. So when we sit in meditation or when we're sleeping, we are actually moving into a different brainwave state like theta or delta. These brainwave states enable us to feel very, very relaxed. We're able to soften and let go to a point where we're then able to tune out of the warring or logical thinking of the everyday thoughts connected to the ego mind. So when we're in these states, our energetic frequency changes as well. So this change in brainwave state and change in frequency enables us to interact with other dimensions as these dimensions operate at a different frequency than we do here on Earth in our everyday waking state. You know, it's very similar to a radio. We are changing the dial to a different frequency to change the station. And now this is also the reason why the information that is received and downloaded when we're in meditation can be quite scattered. For me personally, when I channel or when I astral travel to another dimension or, you know, when I connect with spirit because spirit exists in other dimensions, the images or the words or thoughts or any information that comes through isn't very clear. It's kind of all like broken up. You know, so I get random images or words or symbols and it's not exactly perfectly clear like it is in everyday life, right? Here on third dimension. And, you know, I kind of have to piece everything together. It's all pieces of a puzzle that connects to a larger story. Now, this is because my energetic frequency isn't a perfect match to these dimensions. So the signal is weak, so to speak, you know, similar to a weak signal on a radio station or cell phone reception where, you know, everything can be a bit static or the sound isn't quite right. 
And of course, like I was saying before, through practice and dedication, you can strengthen the uh, connection. So in order to tune into other dimensions, I highly recommend you start practicing meditation. So, you know, don't beat yourself up if you can't do it right away, if you haven't dedicated yourself in practicing these different tools. Now, accessing other dimensions, of course, can also be done through natural medicines that release DMT or dimethyltryptamine. Medicines such as psilocybin mushrooms or ayahuasca. And when people trip, they are accessing different dimensions and energies. Now, however, and this is a big however and caution, although I personally believe that the use of medicines can be helpful and can be healing and, you know, in balanced and responsible doses, it can help you in your growth and in your evolution. However, it is not an avenue that I recommend doing consistently as relying on any drug no matter if it's natural or not, is not a sustainable way of growing spiritually or evolving your consciousness. So remember, anything external from you is finite and anything from within is infinite. So if you want to start trying out astral traveling to other dimensions and you're not so confident in doing so in meditation just yet, You can start out by doing it in dream state. So you can set the intention of astral traveling to another dimension just before you go to sleep. So whilst you're in bed and you're falling asleep or feeling sleepy, just state in your mind, my intention is to experience another dimension staying within the cloak of love and light only. And of course, this may take a couple of tries or some practice, but Set that intention and see what happens or shows up in your dream. Or, of course, you can always practice by practicing your lucid dreaming skills, which I've linked a great book in the show notes for you. Or you could also uh, research online or on YouTube some tips and advice on how to do this. And now through my own personal experience, I have found that the higher the dimension is, and again, I use air quotes as it's technically not linear, it's technically not higher, (laughs) the more highly evolved the concepts are as they are closer to source or light energy. Yet also, and again, this is for me personally in my own personal experience, the higher up the dimension is that I've gone or explored, the more harder it has been for me to conceive or understand some of the awarenesses as they are so far from the dense and limited understanding or conscious awareness that I personally have. And of course, this is going to be different for everyone depending on their own skills and depending on their own level of consciousness. Now, over the years of learning about quantum physics and having my own personal experiences with other dimensions... I've often wondered about dimensions and different abilities within these dimensions and how quantum physics could perhaps or possibly tie it all together. There are many quantum physicists that have offered the theory of bending space-time to create wormholes, which then could enable the teleportation of information or even the ability for instant physical manifestation or teleportation. And many of these studies and experiments in quantum physics has also suggested that other dimensions and parallel universes or multiverses could exist. String theory, the double slit experiment, quantum entanglement, (laughs) those are theories and experiences that support the idea of multiverses and the existence of other dimensions. And I'll definitely dive more into these theories individually (laughs) in other episodes, but they definitely need their own separate episode to go into it. But I just wanted to highlight them for you today if you wanted to start doing your own investigating. Now, for the sake of this episode, however, I'm going to bring the focus back to our dimension, the third dimension, as well as the interactions we have with the fourth and fifth dimension. Some of you may have heard of the term ascension, 
that we are all ascending to the fifth dimension or that we are moving into the new earth or, you know, this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. <laughs> now, these are all, you know, there's lots of different ideas and interpretations of what this means or what it might look like. But I really wanted to help bring some clarity as to what all of these terms and what all of these things actually means. So basically, as our level of consciousness expands and evolves, we will be able to access, and we some of us already are accessing, the fifth dimensional tools and concepts way more easily and way more rapidly than what was once or previously available to us. And so that's exactly what's happening right now. More people are expanding and evolving their consciousness and realizing that we are multidimensional beings and that we all have the ability to access information and tools and concepts in the other dimensions. Now, this awareness of people waking up, sorry for a lack of a better term, it's been coming in waves over many generations. You know, there's been many people, mediums, channels, mystics, and even scientists that have been more woke <laughs> and have been serving the next generation to come. So each generation is typically a little bit more consciously evolved than the next. You know, many children are born that way and are more naturally consciously evolved than their parents, for example. Or sometimes we can just learn or kind of wake up to a new way of seeing the world and being in the world just by looking to the generations and people before us. You know, we can see what hasn't been working. So we want to do things in a different or new way. So this actually doing this actually involves having a different level of consciousness. So we can see how the new generations aren't buying into how things have been done in the past and can see that the things that were done in the past that perhaps aren't right or aren't working were done from a different state or level of consciousness. So there've been more and more of these waves of awakenings and of ascension. You know, I've always been naturally intuitive and known that there was something more about this world than I was being taught by my parents or at school. But my acceleration into awakening happened probably during the 2008 and 2012 wave. So we are now in another potent wave where more people are being woken up, again, sorry for the lack of a better term, many more people are becoming more conscious, they're having more experiencing, experiences with manifesting, they're having more experiences with psychic abilities or intuition, or more experiences with the spirit and crazy connections and synchronicities. And more people are becoming more aware of the fact that there is more to this world than we are being taught or have been taught in the past. So this is us opening up to the fifth dimension and integrating the fifth dimensional tools and awarenesses down into our third dimensional reality here on Earth. And if you're listening in right now, this has either already happened to you, you may be already living this, or you may be currently moving through an awakening where you're learning how to do this more and more. So it's great news. <laughs> We're not all heading to a new earth rapture style. We're not all ascending up into another dimension that's in some faraway land. Fifth dimension is actually all around, around us. It's here, right here and right now with us. We're just learning to open up and expand our consciousness, our awareness, our perspectives to a new way of thinking and perceiving and thus being. And we are learning how to integrate and release limiting beliefs, fears and shadows from this life and past lives. Now, as I was saying, many, many humans have had access to these fifth dimensional tools for many, many years, hundreds of years, even thousands. So some of the greats have, you know, downloaded their ideas and inventions from dimensions or different dimensions or from source. It's been well documented that many geniuses like Tesla or Einstein have conceived of ideas or had visions come to them in their dreams or during meditation. A couple of Einstein's most famous quotes that I love are, the intellect has little to do on the road to discovery. There comes a leap in consciousness. Call it intuition or what you will, the solution comes to you and you don't know how or why. 
Another one of Einstein's famous quotes that I love is, the world we have created is a product of our thinking. It cannot be changed without changing our thinking. If we want to change the world, we have to change our thinking. No problem can be solved from the same consciousness that created it. We must learn to see the world anew. So more and more people will be moving into this new way of being. And that is what these events that are happening right now at this time is actually triggering. Because in order for our consciousness to grow and evolve, (laughs) unfortunately, we do need something that will propel that or that will trigger that. And usually what works the best is something that causes tension because tension seeks to be resolved. We normally don't, you know, if everything's going great and fine and dandy and there's no tension that we're feeling, you know, we don't all of a sudden just be like, you know what, I'm going to change it up. We're not all like, you know what, things are going great. So let's go ahead and change all of it. Let's create uncertainty. No, that doesn't happen. We need tension in order to create the desire to change. And that is exactly what all of these events that have been going on in 2020 and 2021 and to come is triggering right now. It's creating some global tension to help wake more people up to help expand people's consciousness so that we can create better and more sustainable systems. Now, what's really, really neat is you can access and use these fifth dimensional tools in this third dimensional reality every day. And you don't have to just sit and meditate for hours to receive ideas or knowledge or to use the really neat tools of the fifth dimension. So, Some of these fifth dimensional tools that we can all use and become more conscious of or consciously use and be proactive with, or that, you know, you've probably already had experience in using or having a lot more of, are things like rapid manifestation. So just thinking about something, then all of a sudden it shows up that day or that next week. Or um, telepathy, uh, heightened psychic or intuitive abilities, timelines shifting with parallel realities, time warping, so feeling like time has slowed down a lot or sped up, uh, more divine signs and synchronicities or coincidences. So those are just some examples, right? So collectively, humanity is expanding their consciousness at a more rapid rate than before. And when that happens, we naturally all have access to more of these fifth dimensional tools and abilities. And we can consciously choose to use these tools for our benefit and to bring more ease and more flow. You see, in the third dimension, everything is very fixed. You know, the laws and understandings of the third dimension are much more rigid and hard. However, as you choose to become more self-aware and evolve your consciousness, you will find that the laws and the physical reality may seem to kind of, around you, it may all seem to kind of deconstruct. Things in your life become a lot more fluid. Things change with greater flow and ease. You know, you move up and into and and operate more frequently from these greater states or frequencies of, you know, more neutrality or more compassion or perhaps even more joy. And, you know, we're moving higher, more into that love-based or truth-based frequencies as described by David Hawkins on the Hawkins map of consciousness. Now, as you guys know, the way to move more into this 5D realm And to access these tools more easily and to integrate them and use them every day in your waking life here on third dimension is to do this consciousness work and to get into the habit of living it and implementing it every day. Now, I know at first you may think, well, you know, it's a lot of work or it's really hard. But honestly, you guys, it only feels that way when you first start off in, you know, making it a habit to become more conscious. You see, after some time and practice, it just becomes a way of life and it all comes naturally to you and without much conscious effort. So make sure to be patient with yourself and know that it's not going to feel this hard forever. Remember, you were born with these abilities to access these fifth dimensional tools. You're simply just unlearning the conditioning of how the world is. You're unlearning how you've been taught how the world works. 
And all of these fifth dimensional tools that bring more ease and flow become much more easier to access when you actively do the work. It's about uncovering the many layers of your fears and limiting beliefs. It's about constantly, you know, outing your shadows or facing what it is that you're afraid of doing or feeling or acknowledging. All of the small subtle ways in which you become more conscious is significant. It is impactful, even if it may feel like you're not doing a whole lot. You see, they all make up all of this larger shift of beingness, of you becoming, of you shifting and consciously evolving. The more you actively implement this consciousness work, the more you are slowly integrating everything. You're integrating your shadows, your limiting beliefs, your fears, you're letting go of attachments, all of that. You're integrating it all into your being until one day you just become and are that. So you need to choose to become more conscious of what it is that's motivating you to make the choices that you're making every day. Become conscious of what you spend the majority of your time focusing on. Becoming conscious of what it is that you are feeling, what the majority of your feelings are. Are they lower vibrational fear-based feelings or are they of neutrality or love? You guys, that's the real spiritual growth. Not how much you know about spirits or interdimensional beings or how much you know about conspiracies or how much you practice yoga or meditation. And the more you do this, the more you will attract more like-minded people, more conversations with strangers that are like-minded and people who are consciously evolving and using fifth dimensional tools too. You will start to realize that this new world, right, people who use all of these fifth dimensional tools and have this awareness is actually here and accessible right now. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and that you have a little bit more of a clearer understanding of what dimensions are and what living in the fifth dimension actually is. I hope it serves as a catalyst for clarity, but also for motivation as well to keep going in this work. And of course, as always, please feel free to share this information with others. You can sign up for my newsletter on my website where you get the weekly email and plus um, some more things that I talk about, ramble on about, uh, it delivered right to your inbox. And then, of course, you can follow me on my Instagram at my everyday alchemy. Have an awesome week, everybody. Well, that's it for today, guys. And if you liked today's episode, please like and follow us on our socials, share this podcast with friends, and why not leave this podcast a review? Oh, and hang out next for a minute if you want some high vibe laughs. <laughs> this is so stupid. I'm just going to read it anyway. After a long time of procrastination, I read that book about the fourth dimension. It's about time. <laughs>